Welcome to the Single Parent Podcast. Whether you've been a single parent for a while now or have just started on your journey, the Single Parent Podcast is a safe place for single parents to get some great information and resources, hear the stories of fellow single parents, and connect with a strong and supportive community. We want to help you go from surviving to thriving. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Single Parent Podcast. Uh, We're so glad that you joined us today. Christina, tell everyone who we have on our show today. Awesome. Well, today we have the wonderful Enza with us today. I've known Enza for, oh, over six years now. And we met when I was working with her at an insurance company. Won't say which one. And uh, yeah, she sort of took me under her wing and we related because we both have daughters and I don't know, there was just this really cool vibe I got from Enza and I was like, oh, she's just the sweetest human being in the world. So I was like thinking about, you know, the podcast now, like fast forward six years. I'm like, who could we get? Oh, Enza. Yeah, she's a single mom now. Yeah, she'd be great. (laughs) So Enza, I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Thank you for, you know, coming on. I'm honored that you'd even think about coming on our podcast. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'd love for you to tell us and our listeners a little bit about your journey of becoming a single parent. Okay, well, it was quite a journey, actually. (laughs) Uh, So just to start off, um, I, uh, I was married for 22 years and had two daughters, 16 months apart. So the first seven years of our marriage was quite good. There were no children involved yet. Uh, We owned our own business. We did all kinds of things. It was wonderful. Then uh, decided to have children. And after first baby born, well, that's when things started to kind of change in, um, I guess, in our relationship. Prior, you know, it was it was a healthy, good relationship. But when the when the the family started to grow, well, then that's where the problem started. Um, fast forward sixteen months, and I have another baby, uh, and so now we have two daughters. And Woo. that yeah. was yeah, and they're close together too. So I can't even imagine how exhausted you must have been. I was having, real. I yeah. was really tired um, because I mean it was uh, very quick, um, and we uh, and it was just the two of us. Like both our families are in Ontario, so we were basically just the two of us, and uh, so. And that was an unexpected pregnancy, Um, but uh, here comes, you know, uh, uh, daughter number two, and she, and it was a, it was a difficult time just simply because she was colic and uh, caused a lot of strain on the marriage, and quite frankly, he could not handle it. Um, So the marriage started to fall apart. for 13 years, it became not a great marriage. It just kept getting worse and worse. But what the worst part was, um, was the lack of respect that um, that I received at being a mom. Because prior, we were both in um, careers. And then when 
the two children came along then the, after the second one, my career, the industry was changing and it was a good time for me to say goodbye to that career. And I decided to stay home and be a stay home mom with the two girls. And that allowed for, you know, um, their father to enhance his career. And he got to travel the world <laughs> while I stayed home with the children. And uh, so, but it was, it was quite an unhealthy uh, relationship um, for 13 years. And what ends up happening, and I'm sure a lot of women can relate, is that you start to lose your identity when you don't have that partnership that you need and that, that care for each other as a couple. Um, that you know to to because having children's children is difficult and it takes a team and it takes a lot of courage and respect for one another and there was just absolutely none of that was there so it it basically uh was grinding me down <laughs> um and uh so i really started to lose my identity uh started to question you know my confidence level everything was started to get uh, pressed, you know, down, down, down. And I ended up in a pretty bad depressed mode where it was kind of dark for me. But this is where I think, you know, women can relate. We're quite healthy uh, or we're quite strong for our children. And it doesn't matter how bad you feel inside. You always want to portray that mom is okay everything is good because you want to make sure your children, you know, are in a happy place and uh, are in a happy environment. And really what kept me going was the, were the girls. Um, they were the ones that were making me get up every morning, put myself together, take them to school, do all the things that a single parent does or a parent because I honestly felt like I was single at the time, but I was not still, I was still married. When times got really, really tough, because throughout that time, you you know you have to make a change, but there's, there's a lot of things that come into play when you don't have, um, when you're not feeling confident, when you're not feeling uh, a sense of worth towards the relationship. And um, so you have fears, you start develop all, developing all these fears. And so I was afraid to, to leave because I didn't know how that was going to situate me and the children. And um, yeah, it's, it's fear of the unknown, right? Because you're so used to when you have a marriage for that long, you probably got a sense of just this was your life. And it's hard to picture anything outside of that. It was very hard to picture because um, at the same time, uh, it, I, I didn't have a career to go back to because that career kind of was finished. So I had to, once I, uh, and I stayed home for uh, five years with the children and, and it was difficult for me to even think of a career and the career that I took, which I get, will get into later um, was, was really good for me because it was it enabled me to kind of go at it slowly while I'm putting myself together mentally um, and, uh, you know, working with the children and, you know, the, the things that's, that, you know, parents do getting the kids ready to go to school and you getting yourself ready to go to work and so on. So um, 
that time was uh, very, very difficult for me um, because I didn't know who I was. And I have always done well in my career choices and all in everything that I've done, I, I was always very sure of myself. And here, all of a sudden, I'm in a position where I'm not sure of myself. And now I have to start a career because I need to do something about this marriage and I need to get out. So I had to become independent. And the independence was a fearful thing because I wasn't sure mentally, can I handle this? And um, So it was, uh, you know, coming to that decision where I have to leave, I had to and all those unknowns, I had to at least have a job. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we need to work to survive. And, um, and so that was the hard part for me, um, getting all of that organized and feeling good to do that. Now, when the decision finally came where, hey, uh, I'm done. You know, and and nobody can tell you when that time is. You basically right. go through it yourself, um, and uh, and so the time came when I was done. But hey, guess what? Oh, he decides he wants to go to counseling, which was a suggestion done years ago, and uh, I was like, oh goodness, that's like you're way too late, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the boat. The boat has left the shore. I didn't feel like I knew who I was. And, and I, that really 
bothered me. It's like, wow, I am a mess. <laughs> well, which is interesting. These, yeah, it, it's, it's well, and especially since like you were the stay at home mom. So you'd think with you being at home, like you'd kind of have because the home when you're a stay at home mom is your space. It's like your office, right? So you kind of so I'm, I'm actually curious, like, with with that, then did did you not feel like that was your space at, no. at home there? Not really, because he would come home. Like, or are you talking about when the divorce or like? Yeah, like when the divorce happened, you said that you had, you know, you weren't sure what your tastes were, right? So I'm, I'm curious, like, because I, I'll be honest, like in, in our home, I, I would decorate because my ex would just have it like a, a, batch, a bachelor pad. I don't know. <laughs> and that's, you know, like, but it, it, but there were these homey touches that I like to have and that. I've continued and it's kind of like Christina and actually very kindly, you know, complimented some of them when she's, when she's been over here. But that's interesting to me that even when you were a stay at home mom, you didn't have that. No, I did not. And I'll tell you why. Um, I, he was very strong personality. Like you could start a project and he knew better. So he would take over the project. You know, so it was really, and, 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 you know, when you start to, um, like I was saying, you start to kind of lose yourself or you start to get quiet, um, you know, because you don't want to cause any friction, um, then it comes where you have really no say in a lot of things. And, uh, and that's what happened in a, over the course of 13 years that happening, it really does something to you. And um, yeah, I, I feel for people who, you know, have have to go through those situations where they feel like you feel trapped. Yes. You feel trapped because of those fears that you develop. You feel trapped because, okay, how am I going to support myself? Um, so living you know, and I, and I asked myself many times, maybe I can just put up with this. Maybe eventually things will get better. No, no, don't do it. <laughs> but you know, you know, there's that gut feeling and that inner voice. And sometimes you really try to suppress that. Uh, it's, it's there for a reason and it's there to help you move forward. You know, something I'm thinking about too, Enza, as you're talking, I met you when you were sort of in the midst of this divorce. And I remember seeing you sort of in the beginning of it. And then like, as the progress happened and the divorce was getting finalized, Mm -hmm. there was like this little shimmer of light coming out of you. And Mm -hmm. it was almost like you were putting something to rest and you were able to start being who you were again. But Mm -hmm. I guess the question I have is from then until now, was there any type of work that you did for yourself to sort of get you to a place where you were like, yeah, I know who I am now. And I know how I like to dress myself and I know how I want to decorate my house. And how did you get there? Okay. Well, that, that was a little bit of a journey too. Um, So in, in the time, like I was, I've always been a person to go for long walks. That was kind of my safe place. That was the place where I could, you know, um, 
and I wouldn't take any electronics with me. I would just walk and I'd, and it was like, I'd have this big puzzle in front of me and I'd have, if I could, from that walk, if I could at least get one piece of the puzzle put in to my life, <laughs> then it was a successful walk. So it was a time for me to, to think clearly and to, to, um, start putting things together. So definitely um, finding that time for myself helped. Um, I also started uh, to join women's groups as hard as that was for me because still I wasn't sure of my identity, all of that. Um, I really forced myself to, to be part of these groups and to get out there and start so socializing. And of course, in these women groups, there's there's so many fantastic women out there who, you know, have same similar stories. Everybody has a story, but there were and there were some that, you know, specialized in, you know, um, in who you were and, and finding yourself and finding who, what your business was. And there's all kinds of specialties. So I found that I could connect there was a few people that I felt like I connected with. And so I would reach out to them and then I would go and I'd see, and I'd be part of their seminars. And every, if I could take one little snippet of every, every time I went to these um, seminars or meetings, I was content with that. And now it was, how do I utilize this information? So it was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of socializing uncomfortably, which was very weird for me because I'm totally a social buff, have been all my life. But now all of a sudden, you know, it's difficult. But um, so I, I put myself in those situations. And then I, um, I started to practice some of those and, and because and then, you know, uh, I started to practice those things about self healing, you know, uh, how, how, uh, how do I feel every day? The whole journaling. Um, so many, you know, things that I think people are uh, looking out for to help them through their difficult times or, um, yeah, just, you know, helping them move forward in life. And that's all I wanted to do was move forward. And my main goal was I needed to be this woman, <laughs> strong woman strong mom, you know, for my daughters, it was really important. And I did and I wanted them to see that I could do this. Um, and uh, so that was another thing that kind of drove me. So it was kind of a lot of fighting time to think. And then the thing that started working afterwards is, um, you know, how they always say, well, you need to forgive you know, to move forward or to forget or something. Well, it's like, well, I can never forget. It was just so much a part of my life, but maybe I should start forgiving because if I forgive, then I think then I won't be so angry or so hurt and I can start to move forward. So um, I don't know how that happened, but it just started to happen where I started to feel like I could forgive him. And that's when I really noticed a change. Um, that's when I felt, hey, I can do this. Hey, I'm, I'm great. You know, I, you know, I have all my lists of things, you know, <laughs> my bathroom wall that, you know, the things that um, 
I want to make sure that I, I, I remember and, and, and confirm with myself. And that's when I started to really feel more like myself. So it was just that time to think, forcing myself to get into, I think, situations that uh, I knew were going to help me. I just didn't know how, meaning, you know, socializing, being in those women's group, uh, so on. And then, uh, yeah, things started to move forward for me. And I could get out of that. What's that word, I guess? Funk? Funk, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> funk kind of getting, you know, smaller and smaller. But I, it was time. I needed to, to move on. Now I'm in my own house. I don't know what the heck I want to do with this house. <laughs> now I need to do something and let's make it a part of me. So I, I'm just so you know, I've been in this house for almost six years and I'm just starting to make changes because I don't move very fast. Because <laughs> everything that I got, I'm looking at and I'm like, why did I buy that? <laughs> Which is kind of cool because it shows that you're like you're changing and you're evolving and you're kind of stepping into into your own power there. I think that's very cool. Um, I actually had a question about um, kind of the beginning part of your story when when you said that after you had kids, things started to change. Were were things before that like did you guys have a really good connection and you you know you were together and um, what what was it about having the kids that that maybe you, in your, in your opinion, started that change. Cause I, that res that really resonated with me. Cause that was very similar to my situation. It was like kids changed things, which is weird because children are supposed to add to your life, not, you know, bring this negative impact. in. so I'm, I'm curious kind of what, what you felt that shift was rooted in. Honestly, I, you know, just, when I think back about it, like he just thought that nothing should ever change. And of course, children are going to change how, what your day-to-day -day life is. In a massive way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so he was very naive in so many ways. And he was, he, he, I think he, like I say, slowly started to see, look at me differently. Now I wasn't that, you know, vibrant person who, you know, had a great career and did this and that. And now all of a sudden I'm a mom, you know, I, like, I remember, this is a story, like, I just was home probably after, because I had a C-section with my first daughter. And I'm home for maybe 24 hours and I sit down and I'm exhausted and he asks me so what do you plan on doing with your career <laughs> what? Oh, I'm like, that would have hey. been the biggest red flag I would have been like bye exactly yes wow. it was a red flag for sure but it's like goodness you know 24 hours so my thought is like wow is that all you can think of I'm just so exhausted trying because I it like because I was had a, I I have just brought life into the world. I have brought yeah, life into the like, world. Can you give a girl like a week at least, please? 
let me just uh, figure out that career. Let me just stand up and run to it with like my C-section scar. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do to make more money? Well, I sit here and heal. <laughs> oh, it, it was so, it was so unusual. Like, and, yeah. like, uh, so, uh, yeah, I think he, he just started to look at me differently because it's mm. like, uh, you know, I couldn't understand, you know, what his thought process was at the time because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. And honestly, I think they get a little jealous. Um, my mother told me that. Yes. Crazy, but, you know, she says not, she goes, not in maybe this that you think of jealousy, but, um, and they'll never admit it, but they, they really, you know, now all of a sudden they're not the focus of the attention, but the whole idea is to be together. And so, you know, here we are adults, like we, we were both married before, no children. So we come into this relationship and we think, okay, we know what we want <laughs> and we think we're mature and, and he really became immature a lot of different ways so I don't know really but that was the start of it I don't know what what clicks in their minds what how they like I seriously believe he just looked at me differently and didn't see that same person anymore and and it's probably a week after having my first baby <laughs> Like that, and that is so that's so interesting to me, because because that that was what happened in my marriage too. It was like we had this, you know, we talked about having kids. Um, I actually said I didn't want kids after we got married. I said I don't want kids, and then we went we moved down to Kansas City for a little bit for his work, and I couldn't work, and I saw one of the other wives who had a kid. And it was like the ovaries just exploded. It was just like, <laughs> you know, but but after we had kids, same thing. And and I wonder if it was the the attention part, because as a mom, your focus naturally shifts to the kids, especially if you are kind of the primary person who is taking care of the kids. That's where your your attention shifts. And he would always get ups uh, upset with me, actually, when I would introduce myself. And he said, why do you always introduce yourself as a mom? And I looked, well, I am one. Like, it. <laughs> he says, but like, what are you outside of that? And I thought, what a silly question. Like, <laughs> at the time, I'm thinking, like, it, it was almost like, like what, like what you were saying, it was like, it was like, that was not allowed. It was like, right. it was, it was a less than yeah. position or role to have. And that really bothered me. That really yeah. bothered me. Cause I thought, you know, that's probably the, the, like, that's the best thing I've done with my life. Yes. I, you know, I'm a videographer and I have skills in that area and I'm very proud of that part of myself, but raising my kids is like, that's been the thing for me. That's been like my greatest accomplishment in life. And, and it was, it really sucked to be made to feel like, like I said, like it was a less than role to play, yeah, you know? That's what, that's what I meant when I say disrespect, you know, all of a sudden, you know, nothing that you said or did mattered anymore because, well, you know, you're just a, you're just home with kids, like, you know, having tea parties 
And, uh, you know, just like absolutely no idea. Yeah, absolutely no idea whatsoever. And uh, yeah, but, you know, similar, actually, he was the one that convinced me to have children because I felt the same way. I wasn't sure if I wanted children. Mm-hmm. And um, so you gave him children and then what he was like, actually, no, can we like yeah. put it back in? <laughs> like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, and you know what, we naturally, as women too, I think, you know, maybe everybody naturally, always tries to want to understand a situation. Why is somebody behaving this way? You know, why, like, why are they feeling this way or thinking this way? And I'm very much like that. Like, I, I, I always tried to understand, you know, what, like how he was thinking by the things he was saying, why was he thinking that? So you try to, you know, work it all out. And when you have somebody of very, what's the word? Well, he, he, he was an intimidating person to a lot of people. And what started happening is I started to feel intimidated by him because, you know, when you start to not feel like the sense of worth and then, you know, everything starts getting turned around. It's now because of me. I'm the one that changed. I'm the one that sounds like a lot of gaslighting Enza. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Or even even just like like the walking on eggshells. Like that is Mm -hmm. so draining emotionally and mentally when you feel like you have to watch everything you say and do. Like I went through that both in my marriage and in a short term relationship that I was Mm -hmm. just out of. And Mm -hmm. it was it was very eye opening for me to recognize that pattern in myself because I'm a I'm an actual people pleaser. That is a trait in myself yeah. that I am like trying to come to terms with. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. yeah. And and when you have that tendency, yeah, I, I, I get that. It is it, it does wear you down to the point yeah. like wait, like you said, like you feel like you lost yourself. And and it's so like you are such a, a bright soul. I love it. Like your energy <laughs> is just great. Like you have such a beautiful yes. smile and a you know, um an outgoing natural way of being and um, and I, I understand that. It, did you feel like you had to mute yourself in order to accommodate him or the, the behaviors like to, to, to maintain that security? Well, I, and I say, quote unquote, security of the relationship. So did you feel like you had to mute yourself to yes. a certain extent? Oh, I did. Um, you know, if there's any confrontation, you know, it was to, to me, it was um, very draining. <laughs> if I would speak my mind and I would say what I thought and, oh, geez, you know, all of a sudden that that, that thought is just not worth anything. Um, and then again, like the shift had to come around to um, always trying to turn my thoughts into his thoughts and it's like wow we're two you know I kept saying we're two different people we're okay that we have different ideas different thoughts yeah as long as you know the goal is the same get there but it just it it just couldn't happen so like you say it becomes draining and do I want to go through this so it muted me I just got quiet Uh this okay Okay, like, you know, and then it it became where, you know, 
there was never really much said that had any kind of, I don't know, meat to it. Like it was all just pleasantries. And, uh, oh, that's the you know, worst. Like, and, and, like, and that's how it went for so many years, mm -hmm. just to keep things um, at bay and calm with the kids. But, you know, what happens is then there's a time when an explosion occurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when the Italian comes out of unit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. You got to be um, scared of the quiet ones because, you know, they'll eventually <laughs> burst into a big bubble. And uh, I, I wonder, like, do you sometimes regret not leaving sooner if you were going through that? Or like, have you ever thought about that? That's a good question. And yes, I have. So I like, again, everybody kind of works on their own pace and works through things differently. For me, um, I mean, I don't go back and say, geez, I wish I would have done this, I would have done that, because, you know, I guess it was meant to be this way. And I was meant to learn all this, you know, uh, you know, way of, of, of life. And, um, but yeah, I think that it could, it, I could have shaved some years off that torment <laughs> if I probably went and seeked uh, some kind of counseling for myself. Um, but then again, the reason why I didn't do that is because, oh, now I'm going to be even more of a weaker person in his because now I'm seeking counseling and uh, so and uh, yeah we just have to kind of allow some help when when it, it's needed but again everybody takes that help at their own pace in their own time so yeah I could have probably shaved a few years but I'm here now and, and like I say this is how it was meant to be so I'm just I'm just grateful now for everything that I have. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I really despise that old saying of like, oh, if you go to counseling, you're a weak individual. Uh, if anything, like I've done so much counseling and I find myself stronger because mm -hmm. of it. And yep. for someone to make you feel that way, it really says a lot about their character, in my opinion, because they're probably the one who also needs counseling. <laughs> oh, absolutely right. Yes. You know, it's always, you know, they have such insecurities and that's the thing you, you learn is, you know, when they, they try to turn things around, it's because they have so many of their own insecurities, but they have to appear to be, you know, like the, the dominant person who's smarter than you. That was another thing. I wasn't quite as smart as him. <laughs> oh, and, you know, so. Sorry, it, I'm like, I'm like slowly boiling over here. Yeah, with that yeah. kind it's of a like, sentiment. No! so yeah you know uh, well yeah. I beg to differ Enza I find that you are one of the most intellectual humans I've probably <laughs> met in my life and I remember when I first started in that industry you're the one who guided me and you always had the best advice and even with parenting outside <laughs> of work I would always go to you for advice and I remember something you said to me years ago and it stuck with me you said, it's good to be there for the kids at the school, like be in the schoolyard, see what's going on with their friends. And I literally think about that probably every day about how I want to be there and how I want to be able to drop them off and pick them up and 
be a constant, the first person that they can talk to if something happened at school. And I just remember you saying that to me and it really struck a chord and I've really tried to put myself in a situation where I'm able to do that for them because- Yeah, be in the moment with your- Yeah. I felt like I kind of missed a lot of those moments, but I I wasn't, I I made the decision quickly. No, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to dwell on that whole, because if you start to just let your mind, you know, go into that direction, you know, then it's, it's definitely not helpful. Now it's definitely, I'm in the moment. My kids are talking to me. I'm putting my stuff down and I'm listening and we have conversations and now my girls are adults and they, you know, their own little, there's, well, one's 20 and one's 19, but you know, they, we talk and we talk about a lot of different things. So it's, uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm and actually, you raise them so good. Sorry. I'll let you <laughs> No, that's okay. They're, they're amazing girls. And just so, oh, like I can't, like she's done such a good job raising these girls. So well, thank you, Christina. Yes, you're welcome. But Christina, go on. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Cause I, I actually had a question about your current relationship with your ex. Cause you said you wanted a proper divorce and it sounds like you got that. So what's, what's the relationship like between you guys now, do you find that you are more at peace with each other and kind of what's the, the situation with, uh, with your girls now? Cause your girls are adults, right? Yes. So when we divorced and we, uh, separated homes, um, it was shared custody with the girls and they were young teenagers at the time. And so the proper divorce was, you know, where we would co-parent and, um, and the girls were great with that, you know, one week with dad, one week with mom, and it was this constant back and forth, back and forth. And so that relationship for him and I to, to like, it was a work in progress, right? Like, um, he still thought he had some control as to what, how I did things in my home. And it's like, listen, you know, I I will look after the girls the way I want to look after the girls in my home. What you do in your home, I have no say, it's up to you. Just keep the girls front of mind. Um, And so that, it, it was a it was a little bit of a work in progress, but now, yeah, we're, we're comfortable, we can talk. I'm, I'm not a fan of his personality, you know? <laughs> what can I say? That's why he's next. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's the, the father of my kids. <laughs> that was so just, I, mean, I, I just wanted to pause a moment and just savor. I'm just doing a chef's kiss right now of mwah. That was just, <laughs> that, that was just so beautifully said. I just wanted to bask in that for a little bit. so i mean we make it work right uh so yes it's it's been good and and uh you know we're at the point where yeah he the girls now are are old enough they tell their dad whatever they want to tell them and so on so we don't have to share everything like when they were young if something went wrong at school i had to share it with him because that was part of the whole co-parenting and understanding what was going on well now we don't really require that because the girls are old enough and whatever they share with me stays with me and so on 
So it's, uh, yeah, so he, yeah, he comes by to see the girls. You'll laugh at this too. So we have a dog and the dog is shared custody. <laughs> Just to be clear, the girls are with me full time now. But at the time when he, when he knew we were divorcing, he decided to get a dog. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Because we're not going to be living in the same household. Well, that's just too bad. We're going to have to have this dog shared custody. So that dog, <laughs> one week with me, one week with him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, um, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> you know, so it, it's working, I guess, is, is <laughs> That's you know, good. The, the proper, like, like I, I just wish that everybody could have a proper divorce, you know, because it, there's just far too many that are not. And it means, and I'll tell you how we got there. Just, you know, maybe this might be of interest is when you both agree that, yes, let's do this right. What we did is we talked to one lawyer and the one lawyer said, this is how it has to go. However, I can only represent one of you. And, and then you represent, you have to get your own representation. And then that way it was clear from one lawyer, you know, that, hey, these were the steps, this is what was needed. And, and it was clean and simple, like it was, and it didn't cost us a huge amount of money. Because that's what we were trying to stay away from as well, because that's a, a fear that everybody has. How much is it going to cost? But Absolutely. Absolutely. It's worth it in the long run. It really is. <laughs> and it's not to say like a proper divorce means that everything goes smoothly emotionally and mentally because it is, there is a separation. You know, you are trying to disentangle yourself from someone that you've been together with for so long. And I'm sure that even though you did get a proper divorce, I'm sure there were a lot of feelings that came up probably for both of you on on that of trying to you know to to do that because it is it is weird I have to say like being married and all of a sudden you're not married anymore no matter who made the decision there's still yeah. those feelings that come up right yeah and and my my quietness you know started to come out like you know I wasn't as quiet anymore um the, you know because it's like oh thank god you know now I can you know say what I want to say and <laughs> it's like it's freeing isn't it it's yeah, freeing isn't it I, I shocked <laughs> I shocked the hell out of my ex in our in our first uh, one of our first joint meetings we went through the collaborative process for our divorce and and I shocked the hell out of him because he said something and it was he he said that I kept him from the kids in the first bits of the, you know, after, after he left and, and I just stopped and I looked at him and I let him have it. And he yes. just kind of sat there and both lawyers, like I wasn't disrespectful or malicious or anything right, like that, right. but yeah. I was like, no, absolutely not. And he just kind of sat there. Like he'd never seen that side of me before, but it's nice. Cause you feel it's like, I, I, I don't use the analogy of like a dam breaking because that's kind of cliche, but that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, I don't have to deal with those feelings anymore of feeling less than or feeling muted or anything. So here it is. And it's so empowering to be able to speak your truth, you know, in, in is that empowering. moment. Well, you start to realize, okay, I have to think for myself now. Um, now I'm not, 
you know, I don't have, you know, that control, he, he, or he doesn't have that control anymore. I have to think what's best for me, because what's best for me is definitely going to be best for the kids. And, you know, so it, it, it just kind of gives you enough empowerment to, to feel strong enough to do that. And then you go home and you cry and you do all that. You absolutely do. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels so cathartic. It's like with every, I'm not sure if you felt this way, but for me, when I, when I have those feelings, it was almost like you were shedding the layers of muting yourself and, and, you know, having lost yourself. And it was like, you're shedding that away. And it's like, that allows you to come back right? Yes. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, little by little. I always used to say one step at a time, one day at a time, you know, and, and uh, I love that one saying, saying I saw you have to adjust your crown, you know, if your crown gets yes, started, you know, just stand up a little straighter, adjust it and just keep yep. going, you know, it's I uh, love that. Because yeah. you are a queen, and yeah, that's what we, queens do. We are do. All queens. We are. We just our crowns, and away we go. So right. I'm, I'm actually curious. So for for other women who are in the thick of it, and also dads too. You know, this is yeah. this is for yeah. moms, for moms and dads. Like, what what do you hope people will take away from your story today? What what message would you have for for someone who's still going through all, you know, even in the beginning stages, still going through it? You know, what what message do you have for them? Uh, Believe in yourself and believe you can do it. Um, And and, you know, it it's it may seem like the hardest thing in the world um, or you might feel like you don't have any support, but um, do the things you have to do no matter what, whether there's discomfort or, you know, um, a fear, try to get past those fears. Um, the fears are, are what's holding you back from living your life the way you want it. And it's okay to have all of that. Just work through it, keep strong and, and move forward little by little, one day at a time, one step at a time but don't be fearful. You can do it. Just stay, stay the course. You can find more great episodes featuring helpful information and amazing stories by searching Single Parent Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit www.lifesongfilms.com and click podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, we're We're all all in this together. together.